Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Table Talk for Moms. So I'm Kristen, and this is my sweet friend, Jerry Lynn, who actually has her very own podcast with her husband. It's called Learning is Disruptable. Now, today we're going to talk about how to incorporate educational things into your kids' lives. But first, Jerry Lynn, I have a question for you. Are you ready for it? I think I am. Okay. My question is, what is your all-time favorite thing to do with your kids? All right. I love being outside with my kids. It's my top notch thing. So anything outside, but especially hiking. And it doesn't really matter where. I used to complain we're in Texas and they call it hiking and Kristen's laughing because she knows. It's like little hills. Jane. You like walk through the woods and they call it hiking. But I've yeah. grown to love where I am and I will take it and I will call it hiking now, even though, you know, when we get to go have bigger adventures elsewhere and actually climb real mountains, that's a lot of yes. fun. Yes. Well, you should come to Utah soon. We do have beautiful mountains and I would go hiking with you. <laughs> I, I love hiking with friends in Utah for sure. Hooray. Well, great. Um, okay. One of my favorite things to do is I'm the same. I love being outside with my kids, but right now I, I love watching my kids like play sports and, you know, do well in sports. That's that's like my favorite thing right now. It is we are in the middle of sports season, but man, just watching them gives me such great joy. And I know that's not doing something with them, but just I feel like it's it's just such a big part of our lives right now. And I well, and it's I so important it. to yeah, it's so important to support them and what's important to them in their lives right now. All right, Jerry Lynn. Now you and I have known each other for a very long time, but this this podcast is kind of new for you and your husband. So I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about what you do and yeah, how it kind of got started. Is that okay? Yeah, I can do that. So my husband, Tony and I, um, we have five kids. They range in age from um, two to 12 and we are a homeschooling family. We've homeschooled the whole way through ever since my 12 year old was just getting started with school. And um, anyway, this past year, this past summer, actually, we started our podcast, which is called Learning is Disruptable. And we're taking our knowledge of education and combining it with my husband's experience in the business world and using business innovation theories to discuss um, a, the variety of ways that we can educate our kids. And although we love homeschooling, we're not a podcast just for homeschoolers because we want to help each family, all of our listeners, find the options that best match the needs of their family and of their kids. So it's kind of a fun thing. We bring lots of people on to talk about education, talk about different things that there are 
out there that are new and that help kids to learn better. No, that's perfect. And I know one reason I wanted to bring you on is because you you do offer topics for everyone, whether you're homeschooled, whether you're at school, you know, um, but also you, you talk a little bit about you, you have options. Like you can be involved and change, um, change how your school is doing things. And I just, I really appreciated that. And I really liked that because there are some things I, I don't necessarily always agree with, but yeah. And we, we can talk about this later on, but I was just, I just appreciate you what you do. And it just makes me want to be a better mom and be more involved in how my kids are learning. So I'm, yeah. I am so excited you're here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay. So you and I have been talking for a little while. Um, and one of the things that you, that you seem to talk about a lot is just doing things with your kids and getting experiences with your kids. And so I thought it would be fun today to kind of talk about how you incorporate educational fun things into your kids' lives, whether you're homeschooling, whether you're, you know, uh, your kids go to public school or private school, just, just some ways to get more learning even at home, you know? And so, yeah, I thought it'd be fun, fun to come up with. Yeah. I'm <laughs> really bad at that. Go. <laughs> I know. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we kind of came up with a list together, so I'm going to kind of just let you go with it for a little bit. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So, as I mentioned before, one of my favorite things to do with my kids is to spend time outside. And there's so many ways that you can get your kids outside. And this can be your big kids after school. This can be your littles when they're at home with you while the big kids are away. Mm -hmm. um, but some great examples of places you can um, explore outside. Playgrounds are great. But I also love parks that offer a lot of open space. Maybe there are trees for climbing or hiding in. Um, and even if you can find one with a creek or some kind of water source, that is the best because kids <laughs> love it. I love when we go to the park and we start out on the playground, but then slowly my kids just get drawn to these other <laughs> natural spaces, right? And we go, what right. are you doing? But they're having so much fun. Yeah. So that's a great place. Um, if you haven't ever visited one of your local state parks, we have lots, at least here in Texas. And um, many of them have lakes or other water sources to explore and get wet in. So that's always a hit. And mm -hmm. if you're brave, you can even plan an overnight camping trip. So Kristen, I have a question for you. Okay. Have you ever gone on a camping trip with just you and your kids and no husband? Oh, no, not camping. Not, no. <laughs> I've taken my two, well, I've taken my two bigger kids to like, we did a, a camp with our youth in our church called girls camp. And I did that without any men, but uh, man, it was rough putting up tent after tent after tent. <laughs> yeah. So I have just in the last few years started doing this where really some friends and I realized, well, we, it's so hard to schedule a time when all the dads are available. And so we yeah. decided we're just going to go without the dads. And it has been so fun. And especially if you take a buddy, you have a friend to, you know, help you set up your tent or commiserate with when things go horribly wrong. <laughs> it's still a fun adventure. So for those of you who are saying, well, but my husband can't go. No excuse. <laughs> no excuse. All right. All right. You're... <laughs> I love this on so many levels. <laughs> that would be fun like especially if you got other moms to do it with you like it could be a lot of fun and 
Well, and if you think about even having your kids' friends over, it takes mm-hmm. away off of mothering when you, there are other kids yeah. around. You would think doubling the number of kids would make it harder, but no. It always makes it easier because the kids go off and do their own thing. They're entertained with their friends, and it, and it takes a lot of the weight off of just you being their sole provider and yeah. entertainer yeah. and all the things while you're out. Right. And sometimes it takes my kids a little while to get going, but then once they like want to discover the outside, they're just gone. And it's, oh, it's my favorite. I love it. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, I do have to say though, you, I was reading through uh, the notes earlier today and then we had to, we, there was a soccer game tonight and my, I have a little baby who's like 18 months old and she just was dying to go to the park. She could see it from where we were sitting. And I was just like, I have so much to do, but I haven't really done anything fun with her that day. And so I'm like, you know what, we can take 10 minutes and just go down the slide a few times before we go back home and get ready for bed. And as I was doing it, I was so grateful that I'm just like, man, I need to, I need to do this more <laughs> for, for my poor little baby. So it was anyways, this inspired me. So I appreciate you. And yeah, I like it. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Still on the outside theme. Um, kids are so curious and I highly recommend you download the app called seek. It's by iNaturalist and it uses your camera to help identify birds, bugs, plants, flowers, all the things. So when your kids are asking, what's that? You can have an answer. And you can answer them correctly and not like make something up. I like that. So it's called Seek. S E E K. S E E K. Yep. Seek. Okay. It's a like that. Fun. And then um, I know there are going to be moms out there where getting away from home just isn't possible. So use your backyard, explore your neighborhood. My kids and I never tire of walking through our neighborhood, um, different seasons, different times of day. There's always new things to find and explore. Yes. I remember that when I lived in Texas by you, you guys were always walking everywhere. And I always just thought, oh, they are amazing. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved that your kids never complain. They just like, okay, we're going for a walk. You know, it was a, it was, you've turned it into a happy thing, you know? Yes. So do you have any other examples or ideas of getting your kids outside from your end? Um. So we actually got some chickens. So we've had them for like a year and a half and our kids love the chickens, especially my 18 month old. Like she could go play in the chicken coop for hours upon hours. And I know that's kind of gross if you think about it, but give her a bath afterwards, but it is her favorite place. Like it's her place to explore and she gets the eggs. They're usually cracked half the time, but by the time they get back uh, to our kitchen but my kids have loved it like and and they kind of grew their own garden this year and so my goal is to just get them more outside like for the summer and now they're reaping the benefits of the garden and so it's kind of fun so every day they run to the garden after school and see what they can find and it's just been a really good experience to to have our chickens and our garden to get my kids more outside and not so much stuck behind a television you know yeah I love that I love um I wish I lived in Utah where my garden would grow well <laughs> and easily, but so I'm, right. I'm jealous there, but yes. I love that yeah. No, I love it. All right. So lots of fun things outside, but sometimes also if you live in Texas or other places like it where it's too hot right now to spend time outside, my next um, topic for bringing 
learning into your kids' lives is reading aloud. And so reading aloud is so important for kids, for their learning, for their mental health, for their, I can just list a whole slew of things. But um, another thing I'm big on is never stop reading out loud to your kids, even when they start reading for themselves. Keep reading books to them, even through the teenage years. And for us, it's become a family thing that we all do together. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. I'm I'm going to be honest. I am not good at reading to my children. Um, we, I have five kids too, 15 to 18 months, and we are just running solid. And I feel like they're just, there's not enough time in the day right now to, because they're at school for so long. Like my kids get home at like 420 is when they walk in the door and soccer practice starts at five. Games start at seven. You know, we're rarely in bed before nine. Like, (laughs) and I'm just like, we're drowning. I am drowning. I, any, any, I mean, sorry to throw this at you, but any advice for me of when to do it, you know? So one thing I would say is it doesn't matter if you're reading out loud or if it's an audio book reading out loud. So even if you guys spend a lot of time in the car running to, games and practice and whatnot have a have an audiobook that you can um just play on the bluetooth a lot of libraries have digital apps where you can download audiobooks for free and then just stream them and play them which is amazing and so some there are times in our life where that's how we get our read aloud in is on our drives to choir practice or wherever Mm. we're going throughout the day and so um the important, and I, I should say, the important thing about reading out loud versus just having your kids read to themselves mm-hmm. is that kids can understand at a higher reading level when they're listening versus when they're reading. And so it's, oh. it's helping them to develop a larger vocabulary. They start to hear more complex sentence structures. And so it helps them to become better readers and writers as they are listening to books that are maybe are above their reading level, but aren't mm-hmm. above their listening level. Oh, I love that. Um, okay, my question, do you have do you have some favorite books? I mean, I have ages of children all at all ages. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'll give you a couple for different hey. age groups. For the littles, Dr. Seuss is always a favorite. Okay. At our house, Box and Socks is what it's all about right now. Really so cute. Over and over and over. <laughs> uh, and we also love the elephant and piggy books by now. Oh, right. I do love those. Yeah. Yes. Um, when you get a little bit older, Charlotte's Web by E.B. White is always my number one recommendation for families okay. who are starting to read aloud. Even if you have older kids, Charlotte's Web draws in everybody. Okay. And then we also love Winnie the Pooh by A.A. Milne. And oh, that's really? one I specifically recommend as an audiobook because mm-hmm. you can get it with um, a cast. So instead of one narrator, it has multiple people for each of the characters and the uh-huh. voices are just awesome and add so much to the story oh, that's fun getting up into like the elementary years later elementary years little house on the prairie by laura ingles wilder is on constant repeat in our household oh that's just cute get enough of them even the boys get pulled in i was gonna school. ask how do your boys do with that because yeah. i loved that growing up yeah farmer boy is a good one to start with if you have boys um, it'll pull them in. That one talks about Laura's husband, Almanzo, when he was a boy. Uh-huh. Okay. And so 
that's a good way to get them into the series is to start with that one. And it doesn't matter if you read it out of order. Okay. And then um, the Wing Feather Saga. I don't know. Have your kids read this one? I have never but, even heard of this. Okay. It's by Andrew Peterson. It's a series of, I believe, four books. Okay. And super fun, um, kind of fantastical and... I don't know. It's just a fun storyline, a fun world to get into. Okay. I'm going to have to look into it. That's fun. So I guess I, I I didn't get any like great teen ones, but really I think teen years is a great time to get into some of the classics. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Just I'm trying to think. We love Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit mm-hmm. is a good one to start with, actually, if you're going to get into J.R.R. Tolkien. The Narnia series, things like that, I think. Yeah. It's great to jump into when you get those older kids. And I think too, like, yes, the audiobooks. I never really thought to listen together as a family, you know? Yeah. But I really like that idea. Okay. Should we talk about the next thing? Um, find or build a community. I liked this idea. Do you want to talk more about like, um, so is, cause this is mostly with your homeschool stuff that you find stuff like that or, yeah. you know, like well, how did it start? So I think this, honestly, for me, this idea of building a community started back when you lived here in Texas, Kristen. You are so good at building community. You really are. You reach out and you, um, for us, it was our exercise group. You would get us moms up and exercising and let the kids terrorize your playroom. And, and we had such fun because we were together. I think that was a big thing. And yeah. Um, so whether it's an exercise group or a play date, um, being hiking buddies, the, the hiking buddies is, is another way of getting kids outside and getting moms outside with a little bit of accountability because even on the days when it's a little bit ugly weather or (laughs) you're just not feeling it, you know, other people are counting on you to be there and your kids are dragging you out the door because they want to see their friends. It's true. And I think that would help too. If my friends, if, excuse me, if my kids had friends there, yeah, they would be more willing to go. And if I had friends there, I think I'd be more willing to go too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but I think it's important too to remember that these this community is as much for the kids as it is for the moms. Like we yeah. all need each other. We need people to talk to. We need people to bounce ideas off of. We need just a friendship that comes from getting together and doing something that we all enjoy. Yes. No, I agree with that right now. Like, so I, I started playing hockey. Um, I might, I've talked about it before on the podcast before, but it's my favorite thing, but it's, there's a group of like 16 of us of just ladies. And we go to a church and we wear our tennis shoes and we have hockey sticks at the church and we just run around with balls and hockey sticks and, it is my most favorite thing in the world. Um, but the fun thing is, is that we get to play as ladies and all the kids get to play with each other on the stage or in the uh, designated area where they can be watched. And then afterwards, all the kids come out and they all get to play hockey too. And so it's kind of like a win-win. Like the kids get to watch us exercise, get to play with friends, but also then they get an opportunity too. And so that's that's one thing that I've loved living where I live now is this, this little hockey group. But I think, yeah, just like you were saying, like finding a community, building a community, um, that's, that's something that I look forward to every day. And I think that's what my, my little baby does too. She, she loves going to hockey. 
Well, and I guess I'm curious because I said, like I said, you're so good at building community. Um, do you have any tips? Because I feel like I'm really good at joining communities, but not everyone will be able to find the right community just waiting for them. And so what tips do you have for people that want to get something started, but maybe they're nervous or they don't know what to do? Right. Okay. So I have moved 14 times in my eight, 17 years of marriage. So I, <laughs> I move a lot, not anymore, but I used to. Um, and so what I would love to do is hold a lunch and I would invite any person that had arms and legs and well, not even that, like just anyone who wanted to come all are welcome. Like I, I, I grew up in a little area where there was, it was very cliquish and um, there was like six little girls and I was the only girl that wasn't invited. And it, even into high school years, it just would kill me inside. Like, why am I not good enough? I, I want to be invited, you know? And so I decided as I got older, I'm like, that is not a community I want to build and grow. And so when I hold these lunches, I do it so I can get to know these ladies and find their interests and, you know, find interests that are similar to mine. And then, then I just start building groups of random things that I enjoy and hopefully other people enjoy too. And they're welcome to join, but it, it really all starts with, I, I start by holding lunches so I can get to know people. And then from there I build groups of things for moms to do. Um, yeah, that's, I, I guess that. that's my secret. That's what I've done for a few years now. And it's, it's helped a lot, especially when I'm new to an area. Well, and food always brings people. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And sometimes like you have people that, I mean, I, I don't want to serve everyone if there's like 50 ladies that show up. So I, I literally put like, bring a sack lunch. Like we, this is not a place where you need money. It just, I just want to get to know people. And so just making it so everyone can come um, and put there are no boundaries on it, you know? Yeah, I love that. So on the list, this is one thing that I did love that this was on the list <laughs> is include kids in all that you do. Um, okay. Tell me, tell me about this. All right. So kids want to feel like they are wanted. They want to feel successful and they want to be with you. Number one, they want to be with you, especially the little ones. They want to be with you. And so you have to make the effort to let them be with you in all the things, in the laundry, in the kitchen, in all the things that they want to get into. And I think it takes a lot of work up front and a lot of patience, but it always pays off. And so, for example, you think about the laundry, like the other day, I had folded all the laundry and then little two-year-old comes in and he says, oh, mom's doing laundry. And so what does he do? He pulls all my stacks of towels off the bed <laughs> and onto the floor. Mm. Uh, and your your reaction is like, oh, I just spent all that time folding those towels and oh, I don't have time for this. But what it what he's really showing is like, oh, I want to be included. Yeah. I want to do this with you. And so... We folded the towels back up together and he helped me walk them to the drawers where they are, the cupboards where they went and we put them all away. And so he got to feel like he got, you know, he was successful and he got to do it with his mom. And that's what's the most important thing. And so with laundry, I mean, you progress from put this dirty thing in the dirty clothes hamper to, okay, can you add the soap to the washing machine? And then Let's put our clean things away and then eventually matching socks and folding and 
And then before you know it, they're 10 and they're doing their laundry all by themselves because they've been doing it over the years, little by little with mom. Oh, I love that. I love that. I know we just started laundry. Oh, maybe like two years ago. I should have started it long, long before that, but it, it has been so nice to have help to do laundry, you know, and it gets everyone involved and it takes a little bit of time with the littler ones, but I, it is, it's also, it's helped us. We do it all together, but it's also helped my burden of so much laundry of seven people, you know? Yes, absolutely. I love that idea. Yeah. So then jumping into the kitchen, again, you get to progress from helping me dump the ingredients in to stirring and maybe they get to do some cutting and eventually yeah. they're following recipes on their own. And now I've got the 12 year old who just knocks the socks off of peanut butter cookies and he's the go-to peanut butter cookie guy. He makes it better than I do, right? Right. It's so fun and, and such a blessing when they want a treat and I'm like, I don't have time, but last big brother, he's totally allowed to make some peanut butter cookies. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Your kids love cooking in the kitchen? Yes, my three oldest, they rock it. Um, although here's the hard thing is that they're so good at making treats. The problem is, is that I eat them all. And so <laughs> you have to like, okay, you get to make them this Sunday. The next one gets to make them the next Sunday because, man, they would make them every day if they could. So yeah. we had to set a few limits. <laughs> my eight-year-old is in a pancake mode where it's like, can I make oh. pancakes for breakfast? Can I make pancakes for lunch? Can I make pancakes for dinner? And like, girlfriend, you need something besides milk and flour <laughs> in your life. <laughs> and sugar and syrup and all the things. Right. All the good stuff, let's be honest. Yeah. So like I said, it comes with work and patience, but we want to raise adults who are competent and capable and confident in their abilities and and this is the way to do it yes so and and really in cleaning up the house i think you would be surprised at how much even your little kids are capable of if you let them try and and when you let them work alongside you you get to teach them how you want them to do it you know how to do it and then you can certify them when they show that they can do a specific skill you say okay you are certified now you Mm -hmm. can do it without me and you still have to check in occasionally and maybe give them some feedback but also um remember to praise along the way like you did such a great job thanks for making sure you wiped behind the faucet in the bathroom that's (laughs) an important part we don't want to forget yeah yeah anyway and eventually again they have full responsibility and full capability to do these things. So that's, it's, it's probably easier said than done. I'm not perfect at any of these, but it is something I continue to remind myself, especially when the messes come and I realize they're not trying to make a mess. They are trying to, to, uh, to learn and to help. Right. Just be a part. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, so I have loved all of this. All of these things are pretty easy to do like at home and things that you have like within, uh, let's start again. Here we go. Okay, so I've loved all of these things and I love that you can do them at home and they're just things that are are close by and that are easily accessible. But I do have a question for you. 
a long time ago, I guess not too long ago, but you mentioned something that you bought um, like a science experiment kit and it's by like my most favorite YouTuber is Mark Rober. And so I'm curious, like, how has that been going? Have you enjoyed it? And yeah, Yeah. tell me all the details. (laughs) Actually, yeah, it's been a couple of years ago, but we bought his course and it was through a group called Monthly. Um, I think the company's changed their name. I should have looked it up. But it was like a month-long course. And it it's designed for beginning engineers all the way to experienced engineers. Really? We loved it. We did it as a family. It has three different um, things that you learn, different parts of engineering that you learn. And you work on pro- hands-on projects that you design as you go. Since then, however, he has created... Um, his crunch labs box and so these are designed more for the younger kids and they're like a subscription box that you get every so often and they have his videos along with the thing that the kids build and the science that they learn and so we haven't jumped into that one yet my kids are dying too so I'm sure (laughs) talking into it one of these days (laughs) but either way whatever level is right the right fit for your kids and your family. I hi- highly recommend. Mark Rober is amazing. Right. Even just to watch his videos, man, he's, he's fun. Um, I, now I say that because I, I love that. It's like all put together in a box. Here you go. You know, um, but there are so many things on the internet. I was thinking about this. I'm like, man, you, I could find little science experiments for my kids, um, mostly just the little ones that don't have as much extracurricular, you know, and we could try and focus and maybe do something once a month of just something different and a little more hands-on. So I don't know. Any have you got, I'm guessing you do a lot of that with homeschool, but any suggestions of places where you can find that kind of stuff? Yeah, so... If you're wanting science, another fun YouTube channel is called SciShow Kids. They have little projects sometimes, but a lot of times it's more just like teaching the kids. And it's a good like when you need the kids to be distracted so you can get something done, but you still want them to be learning. That's a good yeah. a good channel to check out. Um, stepping away from science maybe a little bit, jumping into art. We really love the Lillian Thistle watercolor resources. Okay. So, She's an awesome mom who's developed so many resources in the watercolor realm, and they're perfect for both mom and kids. So I've been learning, and my kids have been learning. It's something we can do together. And another reason I really like it is because it's watercolor, and watercolor is a lot easier to clean up. (laughs) And paint, yes. (laughs) So in the art world, that's what we love. Um, Um I don't know. I'm trying to think what else we like. No, I love that. Um, I think as as uh, a young women's class once, so young women's meaning with our youth group at church, um, I'm in charge of the girls. And so sometimes we'll do activities and we'll go online on YouTube and find like a, like almost like an art class that's totally for free. And so I just need to do it with my kids. Like I, I do things with other youth. I just need to actually focus and do it with my own, but there are so many out there and they're fun. Like I, I am a horrible artist, but I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. It's amazing what you can do when you have someone step by step. Yes. How to do it. And that's another thing I love about the Lily and Thistle is she even provides 
the sketch, basically like the skeleton of the project you're working on. So you don't have to be good at drawing to be a good watercolor. You can just do the watercolor piece and, and come up with a beautiful project. So. Gotcha. Okay. Jerry Lynn, I have loved all of these. Thank you so much for coming and sharing and I don't know, just encouraging us to, that there are things that you can do with your kids that are just a little bit different and a little more educational. And I've, I've just loved it. So I guess my last question is, do you have any more thoughts for us? Sure. So I think the big thing is whether your kids go to school or they're homeschooled or they go to a micro school, whatever it is, it's important to remember that you're the ultimate teacher. Even if your kids go to school, you still have a role in their education and what they're learning. And so at home, there's so many things to do, but even if you're a public school mom, get involved and have a voice in your school. If there are things that you don't like, you know, step up and say something. If homework is just taking too much of your day, think of ways that you can help your kids still learn and achieve the goals the teachers are, are trying to achieve, but doing it in your own way. So maybe your family read aloud can become a way that they meet their reading requirement for their homework mm-hmm. that day. Or, yeah. you know, we spent time outside and we noticed patterns as we were walking. So we are counting that for math. I don't know. This These are just examples. But the biggest yeah. thing is stand up for your kids. Adapt to how they learn. Be an advocate for them. There's so, so many ways to educate a child. And you don't have to follow just one path. And I just maybe also want to just give moms a, a thumbs up, a boost of confidence that if you're trying to do the best you can, you are doing a great job. And, and it's a hard job to be a mom and an educator, but, but we can do it. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. Okay, Draylin, where can these guys find you? All right. So our podcast again is Learning is Disruptable. You can find that on most podcasting platforms. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're there at Learning is Disruptable. And we've got a website, learningisdisruptable.com. You see a theme here? <laughs> we're pretty <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, thanks, Kristen, for having me on the show. No, thank you for coming. All right, you guys, thank you for joining us. Now, we would love to continue this conversation. You can find us over on our Instagram at Table Talk for Moms or Make sure you subscribe so you won't miss any episodes. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.